This weekend, Andy has too much of everything. Ryan starts up the hunting club, and we solve feudal Japan's problems for a price. My name's Ryan. I'm Andy. And this is Weekend Rental, episode 144. All right, well, I thought um, we should kick things off this episode with some Microsoft talk. Um, Microsoft has been in the news or Xbox-related things uh, over the last couple of weeks since we've been uh, in between episodes. Um, the big one, they laid off 10,000 people across Microsoft, a lot of them coming from the gaming division, including 343, Bethesda. Um, I think it was another major studio. Um, so that's a bummer. Um, but what I wanted to touch on was like the kind of like hot button topic that just fizzled out. Um, and that was over their, um, their statement on how in the energy conservation mode of your Xbox consoles, Microsoft had patched in um, like energy balancing technology. So supposedly like, I suppose it must go off based off like your location, energy grid information and whatnot. So basically Microsoft is all happy. They're like, Hey, your console is now greener than ever because when your console is in rest mode, if you have it in rest mode or standby, it, it's looking for time periods in your area that renewable energies are in the, in the power grid. So now you're more eco-friendly. And that then, sounds amazing. Nobody should have any issues with that. No, because it's when you're not using it. But then um, there's this giant dipshit in our country. Apparently, um, I think his name's Ted Cruz. His wife's apparently very ugly, according to our former president. <laughs> um, and I don't know what he read, but then he went on a rant. Uh, he was mad because they're coming after their guns. Their gas ranges, which is I don't know why Republicans are upset about gas. Uh, there, there was some bill that they're trying to ban gas ranges or something like that. Yeah, or like restrict. Or like I think it was like more favorable if you did energy because oh, sure. shockingly they found a study that I think the I think the deal was they found a study that like long term use of burning a gas in your home for food consumption has negative can have some slight mm-hmm. negative health. Well, shocker. Okay, <laughs> fine. Nobody's taking away anybody's gas ranges, but. Now they're coming after the gas ranges, the guns, and your Xboxes. They're going to tell you when you you can't play Call of Duty. We got to conserve energy, says Ted <laughs> Cruz. And then, uh, you know, that got tied up into, from what I understand, the Fox News cycle, which, you know, they don't research anything. So uh, and then it kind of went all over the place and people were mad and calling Xbox woke <laughs> for putting a slight bit of dorky technology into the rest mode of your console that you wouldn't be playing anyway. And yeah, trying to save your energy bill a little bit like, yeah, you should be happy that your idle machine is costing you less. (laughs) And if Microsoft wants to do the extra reverse engineering to figure out how best to pull power from where you live in the country while it's doing that, who cares? (laughs) Right? Exactly. I could put my Xbox on off peak. It would be amazing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, dude. Like I'm, I, I would love an off peak Xbox. There's just like a small, like <laughs> half gallon diesel generator outside my house. that like fires up yep. and like powers my Xbox and rest <laughs> mode. Uh, yeah. I, I read that story and I was like, why are people so mad about this? And then when I read the reality of it <clears throat> and just the fact that it, you know, got caught up in like the, 
Do you, sort of right wing movement for no reason at all. You almost have to wonder though, is it like some guy doing this on purpose just to see if he can get these stories to run on? Probably. You know what I mean? Well, I think you could dangle like a carrot in front of Ted Cruz and you pretty much can get anything you want. Yeah. Out of him, so he's just an absolute moron. But I thought it was hilarious. And so insignificant. Like even the even the news of what they did is not like diehard Xbox fans didn't even give a shit about it. But the news is that it was made into the lamest non news factual story. <laughs> And like everybody paid attention for like 12 hours. So the best part, the best part about this though, is like Alex Jones is going to be reading Xbox patch notes here and there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Cause now that's how QAnon, that's how the Q is like disseminating information now. It's through patch notes. (laughs) You see that typo in that sentence right there. I mean, child molester. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I, I laughed pretty good at that, but I think we're at the end of a rope on, on things to be mad about. Holy yeah. Cow. There are bigger things. Like, I don't know the seven school shootings we had in between mm-hmm. now and the last recording. So, but Xbox power consumption, let's, let's take the Twitter on that. Meanwhile, like Britain is going on a general strike tomorrow and we're worried about Xboxes. <laughs> Priorities. Uh, <laughs> You had some other sad Xbox news I saw. Yeah. Uh, this must be re- retaliation of some sorts. I'm guessing. Um, I'm just mad. I think they're, I think they're trying to like shut down like, Xbox 360 because they can't apply this new technology to the Xbox 360. That would be my guess. You like, know? do you mean like the live platform you're thinking? Like just live just isn't like the base no, layer? No, the, or the, the, the energy savings. Oh, you know, the, gotcha. the 360 just takes too much energy. Pow- so they're power hogs. They got to get rid of it. huh? Yep. So uh, in, in order to do that, they obviously have to restrict the number of games that the Xbox can play. And they're removing like 44, I think, 360 games from the marketplace. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is kind of I, I'm. You can still download them if you own them. So it's just one of those things where you just can't buy them again because they can't guarantee compatibility or what? I it's more probably licensing, right, or something. I don't. Yeah, I'm not be, even yeah. sure. Um, I believe the backwards compatibility still works on these. So if you have the disc, it should still come up. Um, but yeah, it's weird that just all of a sudden they're just like, we're not going to sell these anymore. Yeah, that is a bummer. But like at the same time, it's. It's like that whole backwards compatibility since the 360 days has always just been like this weird fever dream where like they never like they hyped it so much. Never really got close to, I mean, I guess in the 360, by the time they were done with that console, you had like, what, like 300 games and there wasn't a huge library for the original Xbox, but it's weird to me that they haven't been able at this point in the game to just have everything available to install and go. Yep. Because like I'm, you just could never rely on it. Like I just remember always like popping a game in and wanted to see if it'd work on my 360 and like no. No. Shoot. Yep. Yeah, especially that when the 360 when you got the original Xbox games, mm-hmm. there was a crazy list of like this 
this doesn't work and this is weird on this game and yep and they'd always have those like weird breakthroughs where like they would get one piece of the emulation figured out but then it'd be like the result of that would be like four barbie games like a nickelodeon game and (laughs) something else you'd never want to play it's like well good job cracking that code guys yep Hmm. yeah that's it's just weird though because like they still have to have it like it's not like it's going to stop the downloading it's not right. like you're so getting- yeah if the if the update and the patch is there like why yeah why remove it from the store yeah was it anything notable yeah it's uh i was trying to find a list of them here we go basically all the assassin's creeds okay um and those are dark 360 souls. games Yep, Dark Souls. These are all couple, 60 games. Yep. Call of Duty Ghosts and Advanced Warfare. Um, The Witcher 2. Oh. Mass Effect 2. Just some weird stuff. Like, those are pretty tentpole 360 games. Yeah, that is odd. <clears throat> that is odd. I would imagine, though, the digital sales and those stuff today, like, have to be almost non-existent, right? Yeah, I mean, they're... You either own them or you can go to a pawn shop and find them for, like, 50 cents. Yeah. Hmm. Well, who knows anymore? Now it's going to be the stories out there. They're going to... Everybody's going to be pumping up Assassin's Creed 360 games. (laughs) Even though... Ubisoft games will actually increase in value? What? Huh. That's call, can you imagine how many copies of Call of Duty Ghosts are out there? It's got to be. Yeah, that was the one that like really didn't do that well either. Like mm-hmm. a lot of those copies ended up. I mean, I, I saw that thing in pawn shops left and right. Yep. Yeah, well, that's odd. Very odd. Yep. There's uh but that's, I guess that's the future. Like. I mean, I guess it's sad that stuff has to go away when it exists digitally mm-hmm. and doesn't need to. I mean, I guess technically we all know that you're going to find it somewhere online and emulate it, but yep. yeah, it's dumb. Why remove it from an existing storefront? Especially <clears throat> if you still have to serve it. Yeah. It's because they want to remaster all of those and sell you new copies. <laughs> well, I think a few of these have already been done that way. But. Yeah. Mass Effect. I don't even know what's happening with Call of Duty anymore. It's like, I don't know what's a new one, and I don't know what to remake. It just makes no sense. Yeah. Makes no damn sense at all. And I haven't even... Have you played that new... uh, What do they call it? The... uh, The Tarkov. It's basically a ripoff of Tarkov. Mm. Oh, I can't think of the name of it. It's um, a Call of Duty D- game? Yeah, DMZ. Is that what okay. it is? That, and that's separate from Warzone? Yeah, I think it's like a, a mode or something like that. Okay, uh, free or is it in the game? I don't know. I'm, guess, I'm guessing it's free. Yeah. but Call of Duty Warzone is very good for what it is. Mm-hmm. For a free Call of Duty game. I just got my ass handed in, to me a lot. Like, was, you know, there's like the reward cycle, you know, is not there to where Fortnite feeds you bots and lets you win. Like, yeah. You just get destroyed a lot in Warzone unless you're good. So which is fine. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of things that don't make sense. 
bringing back sequels to sitcoms that <laughs> kind of fell off the rails of their initial run. Uh, that 90s show. I watched all of that. All of it? Wow. All of it. 10 episodes, 20 minutes each. Actually did it all in one day, I think. Wow. Um, you caught any of this yet? None of it. Okay. I, I'm sure I will. I, I <laughs> not anticipating it's going to catch on with me. Yeah. But it succeeds and survives mostly on the nostalgia that you have for that 70s show and those characters. Um, you know, red and kitty are there every episode, pretty much every other one. Um, Fez, obviously Danny Masterson doesn't make an appearance, mm. but yeah, you see Jackie and Kelso, you see Donna and Eric. Um, and those are kind of the highlights. It's, the first episode's awful. Like there's almost no chemistry between Eric and Donna, which is like very weird feeling. I don't know. Maybe it's because of the lesbian affair she had in prison, uh, <laughs> you know, but, um, and then after that, they like kind of find their groove and their pacing, but it never, it's never like as good as that 70s show. Cause if you look at that 70s show, like that, I think a Mila Kunis or whatever, like she was notoriously like very young for that show. Like, 14 or whatever, but the rest of those cast members were like, again, Danny Masterson, like the dude was playing a college kid, like three years prior to being cast for that in Roseanne and he's playing a high school kid. So you like had these, <laughs> you had these older actors playing these younger kids, right? Well here they went like almost, I feel like they went too younger. Maybe it's just cause I'm 40 now. So they seem so much younger, but it all, it's almost like you're watching like an iCarly or a Disney show, like, you know, like mm. cast at that level. Or like a boy meets girl meets world or something. Like they just they hit a little too young, so it's just kind of like weird. Um, and I don't know. It's and and none of them are as good of characters. They're not. None of them are as well thought out. None of them are as good of actors. Like the the kid comedy stuff doesn't land as well, uh, which is kind of a bummer. But. It's not bad as a whole. Like if you just, if you just look at it as like a nostalgia piece, but they like really F some stuff up. Like it's 1995. Um, the clothes don't look anything like what I would have remembered people wearing in 1995. There's also a scene where they're drinking like, and I guess they would have existed at that time, but you can't tell me any kid would have had that. There's, they're sitting on the couch and one of them's drinking Coke out of a glass bottle and another kid's drinking like orange soda, like orange crush out of a glass bottle. I'm like, no, those were like plastic. This is 1995. That, that doesn't add up. Yeah. Um, which probably isn't helped much by the fact that, you know, the, the main stage for this whole thing again is um, red and kitty Foreman's house. And, you know, they're like retired old people. So they're at that point in their life where like their house just stayed at like whatever era, yep. like it basically stayed from that 70s show. Um, so that, that maybe causes some of the problem, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I guess the success of that 70s show wasn't so much of like leaning off the era. Um, and this isn't either, but it's just not, it's not like it, it didn't for us. Cause obviously we didn't really know it. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like if they want to make this a thing, you definitely need it. Like while you're watching this, if the scene is, if it's the scene downstairs with the kids, if that's not entertaining. Yeah. Then that, then I think they failed. Cause. Yeah. 
Well, and there's a whole episode too where like the little Asian kid, of course, mm-hmm. um, is installing a PC for Red and Kitty in their living room and like getting them connected to the internet. And I'm like, I'm sorry, kid. They live in Wisconsin and it's 1995. That's pretty early. I, I highly doubt. Yeah, these people had. I mean, dial up even like internet. So yeah, could be. It'd be pretty. It'd be. On the early side, for sure. Yeah, you'd be. Maybe they're closer to Chicago than I give them credit for. I don't know where <laughs> Point Place, Wisconsin is, but I don't know. I thought huh. it was weird. I mean, like, I just recall people getting dial up when I was in like my junior year. And that was like ninety eight. That's when we. Then. That's when I got it. Was ninety eight. God, we're old. Yeah. But yeah, I. I can't say don't watch it. I I can probably say you'll only get anything out of it if you were a pretty big fan of the original. Um, and there's some moments like that make up for it with like the old cast, but I will say Wilmer Vol- Valderrama looks very old now as Fez. Like he looks, his character is even creepier when he's like <laughs> beat down, like broke ass old Fez. And like eventually, you're not if you were here for thirty some years after being a teenager. You're probably not just the the foreign exchange student anymore. <laughs> yes, well, that's true. Yeah, what the you're, heck? You're more of like you're probably more integrated into culture and and yeah. speech patterns and stuff like that at that point. I think the best scene, though, like for me, was uh, I can't remember. I, it's gonna kill me because I should know his name, but it's the the hippie dude. Like, there's always hanging around with the kids. And like, oh, there's a scene Tommy where, Chong, yeah, yeah, where like Red or Kitty and the granddaughter like have to go track him down for like a scene, and then like, how do you? She's like, wait, he knows you? How do you know this guy? He's like, oh, you know, he was just like the uh, kind of like strange looking older man that hung around our children, and then like she has the aha moment where she's like, no, nah, they 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 would have said something, <laughs> <laughs> like he was a child molester or something. Yeah. I was like, that was pretty good. But yeah, I don't know. I, oh. I I'll be surprised if this gets another batch of episodes, but could be wrong. It and it's weird because be. it's set over in the summer. Like the whole thing is like oh, she goes really? to one place for the summer. So she lives with wherever, like in Chicago, wherever Eric and Nana live, and then everybody else is just a local. Huh. They're still there. <laughs> nobody yeah. left. Yep. No, nobody left apparently. <laughs> Except for Danny Masterson. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think he's going to that same place that Don was at. <laughs> yes. I think you're right. Uh so. yeah. That's uh can't be any worse than the eighties show though. That uh, one was pretty bad. Show was terrible. And then you look at the talent in that show too, and it's just like, oh yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. just a bad that was just a poorly written show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Turkleton, you got what's his name from Always Sunny, Sunny Guy, yeah. Yeah, what did that last? Like four episodes and then they pulled it off? Pretty much, yeah. That was that was like not just like super not like eighties up your ass. Yeah, you know? that's where they got it wrong. Like that seventies show was good, not because that was the it background. reminded yeah. you of the seventies, yeah. But they're like, no, we're hitting you over the head with the eighties. Yeah. Didn't work. Didn't work at all. Worked for a lot of other things though, ever since. <laughs> but Yeah, that's true. Stranger Things to great success. Yeah. Yeah. You been watching anything new? Yeah. So we watched a movie 
called Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is a crazy title for a movie, and uh, it does a really good job explaining what the movie probably is, actually is. Um, this is a really, really hard movie to describe to anybody. Um, so I've, I watched it a few, like a month ago, actually, and just haven't figured out a way to properly describe this. Um, but it's this Asian, uh, family that owns a laundromat. Things are falling apart in their life or whatever. Mm -hmm. until she finds out there's like multiverse and it's like as soon as you say multiverse everybody just like uh superheroes you know and all that shit but it's a multiverse that basically diverges time by any random thing that a person does usually like stupid shit like picking your nose or something just creates a whole other timeline you know that type of shit so this lady can actually go through the multiverses and become the other person in whatever life that, you know, there, there's one where everybody has hot dog fingers. Oh. And, uh, do they eat them? The, no, no, they just, they just live with hot dog fingers. Um, and it takes it very seriously. Like that's what it would be. And then there's other scenes where, it's very not serious they uh there's uh, so it got nominated for a best picture this year in the oscars and it's the only best picture nominee you'll ever see where um there are multiple people fighting just for the right to put a butt plug up their ass it's a, there's a universe where that is the thing. You just like throw a butt plug in the room and everyone like goes nuts. It changes. Yep. Changes who, what happened, who the person you become. Huh. Um, yeah, it's, it's something I would really recommend seeing it. It, I, I don't think any person can actually do a very good job describing what the movie is. It's just one of those things where you just got to see genre. It. Would you say it mostly falls into? Uh, it kind of has a vibe of like matrix where it's okay. just kind of like, kind of like everyday person all of a sudden kind of the world isn't what it seems. And then it becomes kung fu and you know like all that's different fighting it, it's so instead of a say, red pill or a blue pill it's do you want a butt plug up your ass or not yeah it's it's an action but there's a lot of comedy in it too okay where can i find this it's um i think it might be on hbo okay or paramount one of the two i watched them on okay well i had access to both those so um the the husband in it is short round Oh yeah, okay. That's yes. I've seen him making like the talk cir- talk show circuits. He's like the whole. It's kind of like another Brendan Fraser. Like, we love you again. Yeah. Welcome it's crazy back. He hasn't done anything <clears throat> in like thirty years. Like so basically got, since the Goonies. Typecast. Yeah. Kind of like what he made it out to be, which I get. Yeah. But he <clears> kind <throat> of does. <laughs> he 
definitely has. I mean, he was the, the poster route. child. Yeah, he was the poster <laughs> child for stereotypical Asian youth in like yep. two of the biggest movies of a decade. So yeah, it does. It is kind of funny because he he switches between multiverses too. So in the real oh, life, so he's be kind like straight laced and then like horribly offensive. He's like the whiny kind of like high pitched like short round as an adult you know okay. but then he'll flip a switch and just become like kyle reese where he's like you know this is what's happening and you know nice. gotta do this so yeah i would say that's pretty it's pretty cool to see him back into back in something you know but yeah it is cool i mean anybody deserves it it's somebody like that who grew up in an era where you could only be typecast based on your race you know yeah I think he got nominated for an award too, which is crazy. Like you can just walk away from acting for 30 years and come back and it's like riding a bike. Yeah. That is nuts. I guess you're just born with it. Yeah. Well, since you're talking about streaming platforms and HBO, have you started the last of us? I have. I watched one. Okay. So and there's the intro. Sure sounds like this last one was a pretty good one. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna talk about because the internet like did what the internet does. Anyway, so this <clears throat> episodes one and two follow very closely to the story beats presented in the cutscenes and the direct gameplay. So episode three, um, there's a character in the game, Bill, who who's like more of like a side person, right? Like you yep. get a vehicle from him. Well, they took a whole episode, made it 80 minutes and like flushed out his entire backstory and made it into like this, like pretty charming love story. It just happens to be a queer love story. So like, I'm sure there are a bunch of like people out there that are pissed. Um, even though like, the main character, I mean, you haven't found out yet, but like that series is about, you know, it, it, there's always been queer characters in it. Yeah. Um, and it was like a really well done episode. And like, it was just kind of cool to see how much character they put into that. Like, you know, and like how much they beefed it up off script and made it still really good and cohesive. But like, yeah, the internet is just like, I mean, obviously a lot of corners of the internet are very happy about it. Um, but like the first thing, of course, you heard was just like the negative wave of dickheads, I guess. It's, yeah. It seems like it's it's blown over into like positivity now, but <clears throat> people seem like really not cool with it. A lot of dumb vocal people, at least at first. But um, yeah, it was a character that I was like, I don't even like big like i'm like i i i debated on if that character even existed in the game and then it was like, yeah okay it does so he's just he's a bit character who would have i think been alive in and would have met ellie i think in the game he is not is not the case um in the series here but okay huh that's interesting yeah um, yeah you would have he's definitely in the game i he might I think he's in the second one too. If I remember right. Okay, well that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I think my favorite part of that episode was like I don't want to ruin it for you. It's good. It's a it's a I mean that show is great. I think my favorite part though is like 
they like met and then like they have their first kiss and like all it takes is the one guy's like go take a shower he's like okay (laughs) (laughs) and it's like oh we know where this is going yeah yeah like if if only i could walk up to a woman kiss her once and tell her to go take a shower and just like all right we're doing this (laughs) but i guess in the apocalypse that's probably fair and you should probably take a shower yeah yeah. that's a special occasion too i'm sure taking a shower at that yeah but yeah good episode um long i mean i I don't know how long they're gonna i don't know how often they're gonna do that where they bounce between run times i i kind of like to know what i'm getting in for i mean a lot of shows do that right Mm -hmm. it's always a bummer when like you get to a show and you're like all right i got just enough time to get this in before i go to bed on sunday or whatever and you're like oh no if we (laughs) tried to watch this on sunday we watched it monday we went to Donna because my wife would have been like, no, I don't, I can't stay up past yep. nine. Like she just yep. kind of noped out. But, yeah. I don't know. I was reading, I was reading more of the news again today. <clears throat> and obviously the news was now, now largely positive, but that initial, like some of that stuff was, it is what it you is. You ruined Ron Swanson. That's yeah. what I heard. It's like what? <laughs> yeah. It is weird to see him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm one of those people like, I don't, I don't know why people have to get so upset. Like it doesn't affect them. Like, yeah, that, that's my thing is like it. Plus it, it, it's a good story and they're well-written characters. Like who cares if it's two dudes or two chicks or mm-hmm. three cats, like if it's a good story, it's a good story. Yep. So that's, that's all I got to say about that. But that is yeah. so far. That series is great. Yeah. And it's taken off like crazy. Like, yeah, they said like HBO was is one of the biggest things again. Yeah. Like episode over episode. They said it was, I read it was like a 5 million viewer jump from the first episode to the second episode. Jeez. Or maybe it was 10 million viewers. I don't know. Yeah, that might have been. No, 1 million. So I think they said it was like 4 point something first episode, 5 point something second episode. So you're jumping a million viewers over like a week. You have to imagine that's. I mean, between that and the, I think the Uncharted movie actually did pretty well. It shouldn't have. No, but you have to imagine they're seeing all this money coming in through that and all that success. It's going to be. You, like you Sony said, you Pictures can't do Universe. that with every game. You can only do that with games that were already written in that direction, right? I mean, I want somebody to do a Death Stranding series. <laughs> I want to see what that like, what that's like, but. Did you see? I saw Netflix too released a new live action series for Resident Evil. I think it wants to come out late last year. Yeah, I've heard it's absolutely terrible. I mean, I've yeah, I was gonna say I've watched their other stuff and it's not been good, so I haven't even bothered with this one. But I didn't even know it came out, and then here it was like in the recommended or like Netflix originals <laughs> or whatever. It's like no idea. It's so funny because like their animated stuff gets such praise, like Castlevania and yeah. The, the cyberpunk thing and the league of legends thing. They're all supposed to be really good. You know, mm-hmm. meanwhile, they're like to tr- any turn to live action, especially the anime stuff where they try and turn anime into live action. Yeah. That's not it's really just good. not going good. Um, speaking of Castlevania, like did that run its course? Are they not doing more of those? Cause they left it on a cliffhanger, right? Did like they, it, I, I, I never got through. I think I made it through season two. Okay. Yeah. It, it ended on a cliffhanger point. Like I was waiting for 
another season to be announced. But I mean, I guess it could have potentially been taken as a wrap up point too. But mm-hmm. that was a good one. Well, you just yeah, you might just have to wait into you know many many years because that's what animated shows are getting. Have you seen that news? Mm-mm. Um, actually, two of them are coming back, but uh, King of the Hill. No, just got ordered for a new season no. on uh, Hulu. I know you love it, and a lot of people do, but no. <laughs> I mean, I I understand that over Beavis and Butthead. I'll give it that. That didn't need to come back either. Again, mm-hmm. at the same time, like I don't want to see like Hank Hill just being like. Bobby's got a Nintendo switch or something, you know, like all this, you know, every just reacting to today. Like, I don't want any of that. Dude, it'd be nice if it was like flash forwarded 10 years to where like Bobby's like a dumbass young adult, like with his own kid or stupid <laughs> wife. Like, yeah. I just like to see how that guy ended up. Yep. And just get Hank's even like more curmudgeonly, like in retirement, Hank. He's got nothing to do but criticize everything. That but would you be know, like. Like Bill's probably dead, and uh, Dale, you can only imagine what that character is like in, in oh, this God. political climate. All he's gonna talk about is Q and not. <laughs> he probably is Q. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's so crazy. I, so, who yeah. you said brought that back? Or who Paramount? was gonna have it? Yep, okay, because Beavis and Bot had went right to Paramount, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah we'll else? see uh the other one is they announced that they're making a new season of aqua teen hunger force which is i'm more more lukewarm on like i don't yeah like they tried to bring that back a couple times because what was it called the last time before it got canceled it was like oh my gosh the last three seasons were it was like, like three some, different names yeah that's what i was gonna say it was like teen team hunger force or something it was like it was dumb. at that point they'd lost me I kind of checked him. out around season five, like the dick, the dick ship is like about where yep. I was like, yep. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yep. That was, that was right where I was at too. Yeah. Anything after that was not great. Wrapping spiders and diapers. I'm down with a giant dick that builds a ship <laughs> out of dicks. So I just, I don't know what we're doing here. They, uh, oh. I, I think the story behind that is that they were, they found, they, were finally able to say that. So they just threw it in there as much as they could. Yep. It was like that, that year or whatever the sensor lifted. Didn't you could say that one of those episodes too, where it was like, they could finally say shit. There's <laughs> yeah. like the shit counter on the <laughs> screen. <laughs> <sighs> well, I mean, that's cool. I mean, I'll, I'll take more aqua teen. I'm, I don't know how happy I am for it. I, I know they're also trying to bring back some more metalocalypse, which I am all about. Yeah. Especially that would since be good. they never got to do the final season. Like if they, they let Brendan Smalls do the final season, that would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Like how, how just randomly that can, that stuff can show up on that adult swim stuff, you know? Yeah. Like Venture yeah. Brothers was always like that. It was like three years later, here's the new season. Yeah. Like that heyday of like really good. Adult Swim. There was like a six-year period where pretty much everything they put on there at like three in the morning was just killer. Mm-hmm. So good. 
C Lab. God, I love C Lab. <laughs> and then home movies. People are like really hit or miss on home movies. I think it's great though. Just like the squiggly art design, I think threw a lot of people mm-hmm. off. Which they eventually got rid of squiggles, like season five or whatever. Oh, really? Now, now with no squiggle re- technology. Oh, wow. That was huh. whatever whatever they switched to for animating, got rid of that. That was back when H. John Benjamin didn't make an entire career out of voicing cartoons. Yeah. Remember his show, too, on Comedy Central for a while? And Benjamin has a van. Yeah, that didn't last very long. No, I love that so, episode, though, where he's got like that camera producer. They're like, or that producer in South America. So they get like right on the line of like some like hostile like South American country and he shoves them over the line. <laughs> so he gets a, he's like he crossed illegally. So then they have to leave him in the country. And he comes back like one year later and finds the guy. It's like, I'm really sorry, man. And then he pushes him over another line across another border. <laughs> like, why'd you do this to me again? <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, that's yeah. a great show. It's it's weird, like that guy is so prolific. I mean, between oh, yeah. Bob he's, Bob's Burgers and Archer and all that stuff, but yeah, yeah, he's voice acted everything over the last twenty five years. But yeah, Bob's, his Burger, face. Bob's Burgers is still going, right? Yeah, they just yep. have that movie and everything. Yeah, that's a good show too. But like, I kind of fell off of watching it on cable, and then, mm-hmm. which I, weirdly, I have vinyl for Bob's Burgers. So Don't butts, uh, look butts, up what butts, season so. they're on because you'll feel really old. <laughs> I mean, it's been running, what, 15 years at least, I'm sure. <laughs> doesn't seem like it. but Well, that show, though, to be fair, took probably five years for anyone to give a crap. Mm-hmm. It was way later than, like, the rebound into, like, popular favor than, like, The Simpsons had, even. And then yep. It was hot for a couple years, but then, it, like, kind of its TV run lined up almost perfectly with just, like, the overtake of streaming platforms to the point where, like, it never really got, like... Yep it's audience. So. <clears throat> so it is a great show though. All those kids yeah. are funny. I think they signed on for another few seasons as well I mean, as the Simpsons. Like, yeah, I was going to say you're on the network that just doesn't let things die if they're animated. So yeah, I can't believe that the Simpsons are going to have 800 episodes or something. I was listening they, to like, that. Um, go Nintendo podcast and they were having like the same discussion about like how, because they're about our age, like how influential the Simpsons was and like how many things we can quote from it on a day-to-day basis. Like, but all of that stopped at about season eight. Like, We all love the first maybe 10 years. And then, cause I even thought by the time the movie came out, I was like, boy, they jumped the shark. Like mm-hmm. nobody's watched that show in a couple of years. Now the fact that it's still going is just, ugh. cause it was yeah. genuinely like the funniest show out there for a good run. Like, I don't know if you get more bang for your buck for like a comedy show. And then, yeah, just stop doing it. But then they didn't stop doing it. <laughs> it, it. It makes a person curious though. Like as if I must be missing out, right? They keep, are you, I don't know. They keep re- renewing it and it's still there. So somebody's watching it. There's somebody that that knows all this and has been watching it all these years. Yeah, I don't know who, man. It's got to be. They're not. There's there's nobody. There's no way anyone's going into that new, right? They're not getting new viewers. 
can't you be. Would, you wouldn't think so. Because because you go two ways, right? Because they're either still writing the same characters that have been around for forever. Right. I mean, everybody in Springfield. And... I mean, look at, like, they don't even have an influence on pop culture. Like, remember... I would even say up to like 2005, you could go into a target or a Walmart or a Spencer's gifts if you wanted, and you could find anything Simpsons branded, right? Like, no, there, there's no cultural touchstone. Like I could go into any of those stores today, maybe a Spencer's, I don't know, but like, I couldn't tell you the last time I've seen a licensed Simpsons, anything. That's true. And if you're that far off the radar, I mean, if they're continuing to run and it's been this long, they should be at almost Mickey Mouse status. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those characters should be instantly recognizable by four-year-olds. And I don't think my kids would have a clue. Yeah. My kids have, but we've watched them here and there. Of course, you always go back to the old ones, you know, but. Right. Yeah. I don't, we haven't. They do have uh, some shorts on Disney plus. Okay. Some of the, some of those are pretty good. There's one where like uh there's a party at Moe's Tavern with all of these Disney characters. And uh it that's pretty funny because there's like Goofy there just acting like I a depressed. They're all under the same umbrella they can do <laughs> yeah. that, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that stuff. Well, speaking of cartoons, the Metalocalypse, and the everybody's favorite side character from Metalocalypse, Doctor Roxo, the rock and roll clown, <laughs> he does cocaine. Um, we started playing Monster Hunter Rise a little bit, and my character has a blue afro, face paint, and green beard, and his name is Doctor Roxo, and uh, he's been running around um, slaying monsters. Um, you and I got to jump into a match finally, was it Sunday? Mm-hmm. So we're still a couple days on. Yeah. What are your thoughts so far? I, I like it quite a bit. I, it's obviously a little bit more streamlined than world. Yeah. Which is nice. I like the whole like hub thing separately, which I guess world kind of had that, but it was not. Yeah, the way they parsed out online and not online, I think, is smarter. Yep. And However, clearer to users. Yep. However, you were saying maybe the story can't be done co-op. Yeah. Which is kind of strange, but. Yeah, well, so, and I'm not sure on that because I guess they must do some things like that because that very last mission you and I did, then an urgent mission popped up which I assume those are the same urgent beats that you hit to the offline mode. So maybe that's maybe, yeah, maybe it's just like a different piece of it. Or they just have a whole other quest line for co-op online mm-hmm. or something like that. Huh? Yeah. yeah I, 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 I like it. Yeah. I was going to say I do too. And I, I agree with you with the quality of life stuff. You know, it's funny cause I bought this day launch for the switch, two copies I wanted to get into it with my son and like, it just got frustrating. He was a couple of years younger than obviously this game, I think came out about a year and a half ago on the switch. Um, 
So I never really got very far in it. And then I jumped into this one and like, I'm, I'm getting that same itch. Like I just want to keep playing it. Um, my son has actually got his character leveled up too. So I think he'll probably join us and fill out our four person squad. Um, yeah, there's like, I think the mobility thing is what impresses me because those games are always very slow paced and I'm, I've always done great blade, which is like, you're a very slow paced, vulnerable character. And now I've got this dog that can help me out. I've got these like little flies that can help me zip through the air. Um, so I'm much more mobile and agile than I've ever been. And I'm less a sitting duck, which is, it's one thing in multiplayer, like somebody can take the heat off of you. But when I'm playing solo, like mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much better that feels to be able to hop on, get a ride, use my whetstone, heal up and then jump right back in. Um, so I'm digging that. Um, and I like that the town is more compact, you know, that um, I think like you said, like that hub world, even world. It was really all the same ish, like color wise. And then like, mm-hmm all those different docks and stuff you had to run around like here, everything is super compact. And I like that you can hold the button to get to the map and then you can just like zap to where you want to be. Like it's just like instant. Cause everything loads so fast with the SSD on the X that you're right there. Yep. Um, I would say my biggest disappointment is just that the cats make you little poof balls on a stick. <laughs> and I really miss the satisfying, like giant hunks of meat being like butchered up by a samurai cat. And yeah, meat. the heat, the great animations that they yeah. had in that game. Yeah. It's so, I mean, they're cutesy here, but they're, I, I liked the big hunks of meat mm-hmm. and the patched cat. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted Salt Bay Palomino, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or Palico. Really yeah. That in. yeah yep. It'll be in the expansion. Um, yeah. I don't know. I like, I'm excited to get into it more. I think maybe later this week I'll jump on again. Hopefully mm-hmm. we'll have some time too. And we actually did have Biff. Jumped into a match, which did you even talk to Biff since he exited the show? No, no. Yeah. Just ghosted everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So he, it's funny because when he, he joined about an hour before you did. And like, I had told him to download it like a few days prior. And he's just like, yeah, I don't like, I'm not like getting it. And like, I'm like, yeah, I get like, I, I get it. Like, let's play it together though. And I think it'll click, mm-hmm. you know, you, you explain the basics. Then you like go through a hunt and they see like, but it doesn't have to be failure and frustration. And you're like, okay, I, I get the, I get the cycle. You come in, you beat the shit out of something and stuff goes sideways. And then eventually you win. And uh, I, I, yeah, if, if you don't have somebody going in and telling you to keep going, I think like if I just downloaded this game and you hit all of those things where it's like every little thing pops up with a two screen window where you read it and then you say, okay. And then it says, would you like to exit this tutorial? Yes, I would not like to stare at this anymore. Mm-hmm. That was the first two hours of that game is just yes, doing that constantly. That is so much more streamlined too. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much better it works here. Like there's a lot of that, but there's so much less of it. Oh. But yeah, it's funny because I had a coworker. I thought he'd be our fourth potentially too. He's a big like he's big Dark Souls, big Elden Ring. I was like. Like, I don't know how you don't play these games. Cause like, it's that it's the game. same thing. Yeah. And then like, so he played it and claims he spent like four hours. He's like, it's fucking dumb. It's stupid fucking game. He's like, I'm picking stuff up. Doesn't tell you what it's for. I'm like, dark uh-huh. souls. It doesn't hold your hands. <laughs> he's like, and I, I hit and hit and like, and then, then 
And the controls are stupid. Like I'm facing one way, but then like, it'll slice the other way. I was like, well, right. I'm like right there. I can tell that's bullshit because I can tell you that this game locks in your attack movement from the time you press that button. And it doesn't matter what I do with the stick because I've had to commit to that move already. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't think so I said, I'm like, I don't think you understand how your attack works. And I think you're missing because you're not paying attention. And then he's like, he was just like freaking out about it and stupid. I was like, really? Is it as stupid as like, and I went to dark souls. I'm like, is it as stupid as dark souls where I had to play like 15 fucking times and not be told that the only way I could possibly kill that monster and end that first mission was to fucking dive on his head off of a ledge. I was like, dark souls didn't tell me that I had to figure it out. It's satisfying. I was like, so I told him, I was like, the problem isn't that the game is broken and busted. The problem is, is that the game has rule sets and you need to learn how to play within them. Yeah. I was like, and, and I think he was pissed too. Cause like to his point, he's like, you know, on Elder Ring and stuff, like I have a 30 minute battle, but I get three clean attacks and I've killed the thing and it's done. Right. And I was like, well, that's not, yeah. I was like, I get that, but that's not, that's not the gameplay loop here. The gameplay here is like, you are in a battle or a long ass time and you're chipping yep. away, like holding on and you're managing the other systems, you know, and if you know. can get three clean shots, it does make a big difference yeah. on how, how long it takes. Right. A hundred percent. So I told him to just stop playing. I was like, just stop until you can get into a match with me and like, we'll go, we'll go through it. And he's like, well, how, how long do your battles take? Like how long, how often do you lose? It's like, not that often. Like, but they take a while. Like I'm, yep. we were playing some of, we were definitely doing 35 minutes. I think the other day, so it's kind of like punch out right where punch out it's like you could punch and punch and punch and you'll knock them out and win but if you know how to do the exact combos yes you know the exact best shots on it on the guy then you're uh it's gonna last a lot less you know yeah and that's the nuance of the game yep yep yeah so yeah i'm i'm excited for it i haven't figured out the hammer yet but I'm trying to decide since you are a great blade. Yes. That maybe I should switch to something a little bit different. I don't know if I want to do a gun. That seems. Those seem tough. Crossbow. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never ventured much. I, like I said, I, I think I tried the gun lance or the gun when I first started this one and I hated it. And then I just kind of fell right back into the great blade. Cause like, that's what I know. And then I was just like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in this loop now. Like I'm just going to keep that. So yeah. Yeah. And the weapon systems are really deep, you know? Yeah. Probably deeper than dark souls. I would imagine there's a lot of I yeah. mean, different uh, combos, different, even how like the hammer and charge blades and all that stuff. They all have different modes to put them in too, you know? Yeah, Weird. and then, like, you know, you can take the time to go to those training areas, but it's like you almost hate to, like, take time out of the game to do it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that is the one thing with the Monster Hunter series is, like, there is a lot it expects of the player, just like a Dark Souls game or something where it's, like, they're not going to tell you a lot. And you're going to have to do a little reading and understanding, and you're going to have to understand that you're going to have to manage your inventory wisely to be able to effectively use it in combat. And It, I mean, it. It's a lot different than what they used to be, though, too. I yes. mean, the the way you can play, like, although what we play is like, hey, there's a monster, let's go kick the shit out of him. You know? Yes. And uh, that's not how the game originally was. It was a lot more of tracking and that bullshit. Yeah, it was. I do miss, like, the old days where you could, like, cook meat on a spit. Like, 
out in the wild. That was fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I think like I think it's good to see this one hit other platforms, and I know that they're doing it to like try and sell more of those expansions. But to me, this was like a huge win for Game Pass because one, this game was great when it came out on the Switch, and it sucks that it was just locked on that for the longest time. I guess it's been on PC for a while, but the visual upgrades are nice and like having the SSD for like snappiness is a mm-hmm. big upgrade from the switch. And just knowing that like all these people have access to it who might try to jump into it, that would have never done it before is, is nice. Yeah, I was trying to remember if would was world ever on game pass. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe for a period around Iceborne, mm-hmm. but I really wanted to play Iceborne. I just couldn't convince anyone else to come back for it, which mm, was understandable mm. given where we'd gotten with that game. Yeah. That is, <clears throat> I, that is the thing with, I mean, the harder the monsters get, I think the more irritating it kind of gets then. Cause you got, I mean, you just have to get good at some point. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's where I'm, I'm a little fearful too. And like, Biff was like, well, these are just, stage one and then i'm and i'm in the back of my head i'm thinking like when do we hit the first prick like when do we hit the thing that's like mm-hmm. i mean the the overcoming that is going to feel great but you know what where's the first dragon moment where we've just wasted an entire night and we want to just crush this game and never play it again so yeah it's kind it of fun it's fun when you get to the point though when you can do the tour where it's just like yes. you load into an area and you're just like going to kill all three of them that are here <laughs> yep yeah yeah i still think back to that like that i think the well there was that one we never did beat but that that fight where that desert fight on in world there's like that dragon that just like runs on all fours you know remember that one mm-hmm. and then it ends up in like that hole i yeah, just remember that playing was... that for three days and being like we can't like when is this ever going to happen we'll never <laughs> beat him and then yeah. you finally do and you're like, holy crap, this is like the greatest game ever. Yep. Uh, it felt good. Game. And but then you never got the one material you needed. Right. <laughs> That's just what I was gonna say. Is then and then you have the realization that you don't want to do that seven more times to get the full armor set. So yep. it's good. I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. Hopefully some interesting play. Because we really haven't gotten to new monsters yet. It's mostly been recycled. A lot of like jaggy skin over things. Mm-hmm. So I want to see something new or evolved, but I'm sure that's coming. Yep. Oh, I've uh, an update on my arcade one up stick. Oh, the at little, games thing. Yeah. The at games thing, not arcade one up. Yeah. At games. Uh, I installed CoinOps X on it, which is basically just loading every arcade game pos- that it would like ever existed on the thing. Um, and it's too much. It's too many games. <laughs> <laughs> too much choice. Uh, I wish there was just a random, just press a random game and just go. Um, at the same time, when you get all those arcade games in, in front of you, you remember, you realize how limited the genres were you know it was it was a run and gun it was a shooter or it was a fighting game that's almost every single game on there you know 
Yep. There's some puzzle games here and there and whatever. Occasional but, racer. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh nothing really deep or all that interesting, I guess. So have you found any new gems like you did with the last one or no, not really. Um I've been playing a lot of shooters, but they're they're just kinda all so generic. The, all the ones that I've been playing. Uh or you're just a plane that shoots bullets and you know, there's some tanks on the ground. Yeah, and then when you get the unlimited quarters too, it's like you'll blast through if you find a good one, you blast through it all the way once and then you're like, yep. All right, on to the next. That's yep. cool though that it 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 works that is a pretty smooth like emulation you found across those is, is good. Yep. Yeah, everything works. It doesn't really get into three D stuff, you know, like the later Dreamcast stuff you're not gonna find on there. Okay. All of that Sega stuff. Um or Capcom like stuff too. Stuff? Those might be on there, but those were kind of still kind of two D ish, right? Um yep. But yeah, you're not gonna find, you know, crazy taxi or any anything like that. Um but it's impressive like how how that whole like install it works because it's gives you the arcade cabinets. I, you have a version of this on yours, right? Yeah. So your I have stand-up. point up X. Yeah. And, and there is uh, I think we talked a little bit. There's a version that I want to install. It's called like the, the Whopper with cheese. And there's a version that's optimized specifically for the um, orientation of the pinball table. So everything's already that format. So that's the yep. one I, I plan to install. Yep. Yeah. That'd be cool. I just like how they, I mean, how much detail is in, I mean, they've grabbed the bezels of all these arcade games, if they can find them. And usually like if they, if you hover over one of the games, it basically tells you what control, I mean, just on the arcade machine model that they have there, it kind of shows you like what buttons and control that you're going to use. Which is nice because half the time you don't want to go in there and be like, oh shit, you need a paddle for this one or a trackball for this. So some people took some real time to like put together a nicely curated package. It's not just, uh, here's a packet of ROMs and good luck sort of thing. Yep, exactly. It's pretty cool. Yep. Um, it's kind of funny though because like you give it to my kids and they're just like, get to the Nintendo section and that's all they play. It's just the Nintendo. <laughs> Like the V the you know VS games, and it's like, well, those are you could just play the NES games with those, right? Yeah, go play them, and then they'll play Mario Brothers, and it's like the cabinet's right behind us. Just go play the cabinet. <laughs> like it's, uh, there's a lot of weird Donkey Kong shit on there too, but oh, like bootleg stuff. Yeah, Angley Man's in there. Played Angley Man. Nice, nice. The classic Angley Man. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to need to do that and get that going on my pinball, which, again, I have to find a home for my pinball. It's still in the living room, and I don't have a great <laughs> place to put it down here. It's going to have to come down to the game room, but the game room is going to need a whole redo, I think, at some mm, point. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the ambition for that right now. <clears throat> um, yeah. I was going to say before I forgot, I was just going to touch on it. I was, I was listening to... R3 Ramble Record Repeat. And um, I've heard about it from some other places too, but Frazier had mentioned he'd gotten um, The Last Ronin. 
uh, over the holidays, and that's what I've been interested in. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's like a limited comedy or comic series uh, from the original writers of TMNT, Change Me Ninja Turtles. Um, but all issues are out, so you get it in like one hardcover. And it's basically like the death story of the turtles. It's It opens up. There's one turtle left. He has everyone's weapons and has like a black bandana. So you don't even know which turtle is the sole survivor. Um, it has, a he has very, like all, yeah, he has all the weapons, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. It has a, it's, it's a very futuristic, like T2 um, world that, that they're in. Like, it's sort of, so it kind of feels like a mashup between like the turtles and the Terminator movie. Um, it's a good read. I mean, it's a graphic novel. So like, I think I blew through it in like an hour and a half or whatever. I just sat on the couch and read it one afternoon, but yeah, really graphic, really cool. Um, it'd be great to see, I guess it's not Canon. Um, which I guess I can understand because Nickelodeon owns the rights to turtles and <laughs> you can't milk them for money. If you can't you know when kill them die. off. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's very cool. There's, a lot of big fights and like a lot of things are explained. Cause like the turtle is unrecognizable to what we were as kids. And then you find out things like, well, you know, the mutagen continues to mutate over the life of the turtles. And this one's happened to live 16 years longer than any other one. So oh. he's, he's bigger and more turtley and more muscular and stronger than ever. So, wow. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty fitting. end. um, some nice touches and callbacks to most of the, all the like the side characters you'd want. And then um, some of the main nemesis people. So, and it's far enough in the future that I think the main baddie at this point is the grandson of shredder. So that works out to be so some time okay. has passed. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I've always been interested in reading that. Yeah. Well, that always sounds like a great story. I'll let you borrow it. Like I'm gonna go back to it anytime soon. But <laughs> I'd I'd love to see it as a movie. It would be a badass movie. Yeah, Super that would be dark. cool. Yeah, that's kind of what that. I mean, they kind of did that with Wolverine, right? That was based on kind of a similar story of like he's in a wasteland all by himself, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool, and I think you can buy it like twenty bucks. So yeah, it's cheap enough. I just found it at Barnes and Noble and paid thirty because I'm an idiot, but. It was there and I wanted it. Yep. But I bought a Pokemon, uh, like holiday unboxing set that they wanted like $40 for and they ended down to five. So it evened out. What what was in it? Uh, a bunch of Pokemon figures. Okay. Huh? So Give gave it to my kids. They had a blast with it. Mm-hmm. $5 for anything. Pokemon is pretty sweet. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Well, is it time for our weekend rental? Our staff picks. Oh, did I miss staff picks? Miss staff <laughs> picks. Yeah, let's do staff picks. Sorry. You go first since you remembered. Yeah. So we, uh, my wife and I, at some point we just dropped off of watching community, which I think most people know what community is just kind of like a sitcom that limped along barely got renewed every season that just never really had a great following while it was on kind of a cult following and now it just has more of a 
cult following in its later years now. Um, but it's getting a movie now too, apparently. That's so. what they say, but yeah. we'll see. Um, at some point we just fell off of it. We were trying to get through it and I don't know what it is. Like it's a funny show. I really liked it. We just fell off. Um, so we picked it back up and, uh, I think it's around season five, I think something like that. And yeah, it's just picks up and it's, it's still great. Like you can just jump in. The episodes are kind of self-contained, but also written, uh, with a lot of inside jokes. Right. Right. Which is kind of the tough part of community is that barrier of like having to have watched enough to get the inside jokes is the only way that it becomes really funny. Right. Yeah. You need to know what's all happened to King Jong throughout the whole history to actually know what's going on with him. I hate his character so much too in that show. Like I just can't stand it. (laughs) Yep. And you know, there's always continuing jokes that go on and on and on that make it funnier, you know, the more that they're presented in different situations. But it, this season especially, it got really weird because it just turns into just random stuff. One episode, they are transmitted into like, they're, they're all video game characters in like an eight bit video game. And, uh, that's pretty funny, you know, putting those characters in a situation like that, especially like Chevy Chase, where he's old and he has no idea what's going on or how to play a video game. Um, and then you got ones like where they're just like Muppets. They turned them all into Muppets and the whole show was a Muppet ripoff. And so they don't take themselves very seriously, obviously, but I don't know. It's, it's a good show. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure people have recommended it to you yeah, a million times. It's one of those shows that, that people that watch it, tell other people to watch it. Right. Yeah. Well, I think like we were talking about before the show and like, I got into the show and I've watched most of the series too. It's just, it's a tough series to recommend to other people because so much of the humor comes from like intimate knowledge of all of the characters and their inside jokes and their relationships with each other. So Mm -hmm. getting enough of it ingested to where that clicks is, it takes a lot more than, more than a normal sitcom for sure. Yep. I think that's why a lot of people haven't gravitated towards it. That and like it was always kind of up in the air because where you're watching you, there's probably what one more season and then it disappeared and got picked back up by like Yahoo or something weird. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know who, I don't know where that lies. Like if you can access it still anywhere, it's just, that's a good odd. point. I have no idea. I think they I did another they did season somewhere after seasons. that. Yeah. I want to say there's two more seasons that somehow like are out in limbo. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's a good recommendation. I like that show a lot. It, it is weird, though, that, like, who would you say was the the star character in that show? Abed, for sure. Yeah. Exactly. I, mean, I think. Yet, he's the only one that you do not see anywhere else. Like, he's not made a career out of anything. Yeah. You didn't want to, like... Right, this is America, I guess. So maybe that maybe he's just typecast as that type of thing, which obviously you don't give many roles for somebody 
I don't even know how you would categorize that character. Autistic. Kind of, yeah. Indian. Recluse. <laughs> and he's a very weird alien, maybe. I don't know. I always, I always thought that would be like the subplot was like he's from another planet or something. <laughs> It'd be an yeah. episode, you know? Yeah. But I mean, like. Donald Glover is obviously huge and the two girls, like one of the girls is pretty serious actor and Joel well, McHale still does the shit. And the one gal is the chick in Doom Patrol, right? Or am I crazy? I think so. Yep. Okay. I thought that was the same actress. So yeah. And Joel, well, Joel McHale's, Joel McHale's famous for just being Joel McHale. Like, yeah. Even when he was on that show, like he was like, the talk soup guy. You know what I mean? Like he's always yeah. that asshole. He does that good. Like I, I think that might be one of my favorite years of the video game awards when, Oh no, I hated that. He was just like shitting oh, on everybody. I wanted to I like, know, punch but that him in was the awesome. head. It was so funny because he was there just doing it. He didn't care. You no, know, he's like fucking <laughs> video games this is a joke. Like making fun of developers and stuff. Oh, yeah. He man. didn't want to be there at all. No, it was a paycheck. It was funny though. Jeff Keeley learned his lesson there. <laughs> uh well and obviously uh, chevy chase kind of uh yeah this is like that was his last hurrah right and he got fired from this show for being insufferable being chevy chase (laughs) yeah um so my pick um kind of like uh not so hot on this one um i'm a big bruce campbell fan as everyone should be so i pre-ordered bubba hotep on 4k the collector's edition it's the 20 year anniversary of Bubba Hotep, which if you're not familiar this, it's a B movie with a decent budget um, stars, Bruce Campbell, um, but it's in a retirement home. And it's a series of bizarre events happening in a retirement village. And really what it is, is like good guy versus mummy movie. Um, but then Bruce Campbell is in his mind, Elvis, um, so he's Elvis in a retirement home. And then his best friend is a black guy who thinks he's JFK. So you have these two like delusional old <laughs> farts chasing around um, <clears throat> this mummy. It's so I watched it last night and I think I'm gonna have to watch it again. Cause I, in my head I'd hyped up this movie and remember this movie being way, way better than it. And it's a great concept and it is a B movie. So you shouldn't have like unrealistic expectations, I didn't find myself enjoying it as much as I wanted to, but oh. I did. I did forget like how crude, like a lot of the humor is and stuff and like the sexual innuendos and things Um but I still got to recommend it. I think it's a cool film and a very good Bruce Campbell vehicle. Like he actually kind of acts his ass off in this one. It's not just relying on his like Sam Raimi Ash sort of, um, overacting type right stick. right yeah like there's emotion to his elvis <clears throat> but um still good i i dig the whole vibe of it like everything's a lot of like brown tones like set in like they really kind of like hammer on that just depressing sterile retirement home vibe you know what i mean like they really kind of capture that aesthetic which works really good in the context of a horror movie um but yeah, I I still think people should go out and see this one. I think I, I think I need to rewatch again 
maybe I was just overly tired or whatever, but it, I didn't, it didn't hit the way I thought it would. Um, I still like it. It's a better than average Bruce movie. I just don't know if it was, it didn't live up to the hype I had in my head for it, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I definitely need to check it out. I, for whatever reason, like the marketing and obviously the posters and the covers and all that just made it out to be like this Elvis, the, the Elvis delusional Elvis guy. Right. Yeah. So I knew nothing about the actual framing of the plot. Well, I think they did that to like bait people in to think like, Hey, it's Bruce Campbell. He's that guy. And then like bait and switch, you know? Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, Still good. What's funny is like I ordered it and I didn't realize that it came with like a free poster. So like I had this like four foot tall box sitting on my doorstep. I was like, what the hell is that? That's because it's got like a giant tubed up poster inside that I'm really going to use. But wow. Yeah. My first 4K movie got to watch it on my Series X. It's very 4K ish. Yeah. Do you think it's worth it? Upskirt shot look really good. (laughs) Actually, I would argue that it was going to be too much detail. Oh boy. It's kind of a little wrinkly. Yeah. Yeah. 4K is kind of it's, it's, there are times where it's like this this doesn't look right. Yeah. It's too clear. Well, that's the problem with all that stuff too converted to Blu-ray, right? Yeah. This was never meant to look like this and be in this aspect ratio and yeah. you're just pointing out all the flaws in the original film more so than you are properly upscaling or re recoloring things so yeah there was i saw some like clip of the wizard of oz in 4k and it just looks so unnatural like yeah it looks like somebody remade like it's a spoof that they like remade it it's really weird i could see that especially with the technicolor stuff like already being kind of like odd anyway and then yeah and like the sets obviously become like way more noticeable that these are just like painted walls and shit yeah Yeah. (laughs) but those flying monkeys are extra terrifying (laughs) you could probably see the edges of all the makeup on that i'm sure oh yeah strings everywhere yeah you enjoy our content head on over to geekade where you're going to find podcasts on video games music comics, movies, and so much more, and uh, Patreon exclusives like early access to episodes, recording schedules, all available at geekade.com. What's your geek? will probably be well maybe not i was gonna say it'll probably be a shorter one because for the weekend rental this episode which um we pick a game for a given system this time out the game boy uh we'll play the game and and kind of rate it on our byron burn scale we went with um mercenary force on the game boy um this one i'd never heard of it it showed up in a few quote-unquote hidden gem lists i saw it, it's got some pretty unassuming cover art which i think probably leads to the hidden part so that's the part that jumped out at me like i've never heard of this one and then i saw the cover and i'm like i've seen this thing a million times right me too it looked i always thought it was some firefighting game the guy looks like a firefighter too yep uh but it is not it is a 
I don't know, feudal Japan side scrolling shooter. Um, <laughs> if you're familiar with the NES at all, you might've played a game called Dino Ricky and you'll kind of know what you're in for here with that. Um, where it's just a character on its feet and the, uh, it's basically just a shooter though. It's just a, a ground mm-hmm. shooter. Um, you have four, no, you have five characters to choose from. Um, interestingly, yeah, behind Andy there on the screen. Uh, interestingly, you can play as one character or you can bring out a team of four, um, depending on how you want to do that. You really only directly control one and the rest sort of just follow in suit in a sort of pattern or like snake, like train, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. it, It's not the best. Um, the, the trade-off being, um, more allies on screen means more bullet sponges. Um, and you're going to take a lot of hits in this game. Um, so you kind of have to decide if you want to spend more money on more ammo to throw at the enemies, or if it makes more sense to just ration that and buy power ups and level up through the in level stores. Um, and you can buy more life along the way, but for what it is, the graphics are decent. I'd say they're, they're minimal. Um, even for a Game Boy game, the sound's good. It, it almost reminds me of like a Legend of Kage sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, Many music is ripping a, some, a song off. I just couldn't figure out which one it was. Yeah, I kind of had that vibe too. Um, but yeah, it's it's just, it's just a weird mix of like what you think should be a Kung Fu game with like a little bit of cute em up action as far as the shops go. Uh, but then it's basically just kind of your standard side-scrolling shooter just minus the space we're so conditioned for to be for it to be spaceships that it's weird when it's when it's not. Yeah. It is having four players as your troop that you're controlling kind of controlling takes up a lot of the screen. Mm-hmm. Um that's probably my biggest gripe about it because I just don't know how you can successfully like if you were hanging back, I don't think you could successfully avoid bullets right in this game um if you stay way to the right and you know that where these guys are going to come on screen and you can shoot them before they let off their bullets that i think that's probably the way to go but hanging back i just especially like there's a few there's one of them that shoots up and down yes so you you want i mean she's only useful if you are obviously walking, walking by walking by. Yeah. And then, uh, a lot of them have different obstacles where, you know, fences will jut up and rocks will jut up. And so it's already taking more real estate away from the, the battlefield and boy. Yeah. I don't know. I should, I didn't try it with one player. You said that might but, be the route to go. Yeah. That was the strategy I preferred. Cause then like, I only had to worry about where I was on screen but I agree. Like the the hard part is, is like you have to maintain forward screen enough to get guys before they shoot you. And what this game really needed was maybe like how some shoot 'em ups have the ability to counter projectiles. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you could have shot projectiles, that would have balanced this game out a lot more, um, especially with the multiple characters on screen. But yeah, I I found it better for me to have one to two characters on screen at most. And then I progressed further doing that, just worrying about myself. And then I had a bigger bank of money saved up so that I could just purchase health at the store basically. 
So like yep. I just kept topping off one character and um, it was more manageable for me. It was a little slower. Like you have to choose, you have to choose your battles. Like obviously like I had to let a lot of people walk by me. Like I just couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, knock out a whole wall without um, extra firepower. But yeah, I think that's the strategy for me anyway. Yeah. And it gets tougher as you go because you obviously want to pick up the coins because that's what you can transfer back into health. Right. Right. And, uh, usually going up for coins is the dumb mistake that you'll make to get shot at. You know, you're, you're going to take more bullets going after the coins than if you just avoided it altogether, you probably would be better off if you just played it safe and avoided and just didn't worry about coins and then just ration your pocket. And that's kind of what I started doing because the coin thing, like, is a little bit bullshit here because they really only give you like what three seconds of on-screen if time. That. So a lot of time you'll find yourself trying to reap the rewards and get the coin for the enemies you killed, but you have to dash into oncoming objects to almost get them. And it's just, it's, it's, it's dumb. They could have given, they could have been a little more gracious. Cause it's not like it takes like 180 coins to, get like the base level heal. And I think you only get 10 with each one you pick up. So, I mean, you're you going to pick up a lot of those. Yep. Before it's even, before you can even heal out, but yeah, even at the bosses, like you kill a boss and it, it drops like a full screen of coins. You'll never, you're not going to get them. All. You're going to get nope. a half, you know, it's, it's a little bit shitty in that way. Um, so I think it is like, yeah, just like, I don't think you could ever truly get ahead, at least from the bet I played in the, in the coin department. So like, it's kind of like resource management because you'll never be able to like fully keep yourself going. Yeah. I don't know how many levels there are here. So I made it through three. Um, and that's the other thing with this game is it is one life, one run, no checkpoints, no continues. You're dead game over. Um, so it's kind of like roguelike in that way almost. And perfect for the platform that this is on. I mean, that's that, that fits the game boy just right. Um, but it does require a ton of precision at memorization, as you were pointing out to really get ahead. Yep. They were, they were so close to making this just a truly addictive game. And, you know, a, actually a very modern game actually where Almost vampire survivor ish. If you could take those coins at the end of the run and then dump them into any type of upgrading, Mm -hmm. this game would have been, I would have been addicted to it. Yeah. But once you get that game over and it's here you go, start the static run again, it was. Yeah, it would have really benefited from like a little bit of generosity. Like some three, progression of some sort. Three lives. Yeah. yeah. Um, as it is, it just sort of comes off feeling like a weird version of like gun smoke, I guess is probably the easiest way to explain it to people. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a little bit more like quirkiness involved, but same basic concept. Um, it's just a lot of, a lot of small, it's a lot of, there's very small real estate on that screen and a lot coming at you. And like, as Andy pointed out, if you've got a lot of characters on your side too, it's just a lot of figuring out where to be and where not to be because the enemies themselves are not that tough. The bosses are not that tough. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just 
hard to avoid getting hits and then did we explain the other mechanic where you can there's four more uh formations that you can change so i never even did this i didn't know you could do that because i never ran with more than two characters okay yeah so if you have a full party of four if you press i think the b button it changes formation of where everybody stands um there's one where you all get into a block that was the one that i like because it was more compact so obviously you weren't taking you know your hitbox for taking hits was a lot lower sure um but there was a few other ones and i think that's maybe along with memorizing where the guys are coming from and what to expect knowing which formation to be in is probably probably a huge help but uh that that was not something i really uh tried to play with too much Mm. yeah it's interesting it's you could tell they had a lot of ideas here like maybe it didn't fully execute outright but it's it's cool for what they try to do it really Mm -hmm. is and i think it's a pretty memorable game even though it could kind of be forgotten in a lot of those like 8-bit like kung fu sort of things but um the fact that it just ends up being a shooter after all is just kind of the funny part. I think forced scrolling, which we should mention too, is like, yeah, it's, yep. it's definitely a shooter. It's like forced horizontal scrolling. You are on the move at all times. So, and then I, I, I think the it's worth noting too, the variety of enemy types. Um, there's just like first stage is like, kind of like what you'd expect, right? Like you fight ninjas and other things. And then as you get into the second, third stage, there's like, Lightning bolts, like aliens, there's tigers jumping out of shit, uh, frogs. I don't know what those one things are. Flying squirrels, potentially, that are annoying as hell that, like, that shoot, shoot at you right at you. Yeah. Yeah. Jerks. Bosses are pretty good. You see dragons and. It is very Japanese. Like, everything. Yes. Was, they didn't water down anything in that regard. It's. Yep. Yeah, it's it's very cool. I think the third stage boss I got to was like a giant like dojo looking building or like Japanese style castle. And you start out with that boss and he's like the size of an ant. Then he grows through the battle and like becomes this oh, really? giant like half screen sized dude. It's pretty interesting. Um so that it's got a lot going for it in that regard. Like you don't it, it seems to me like a lot of Game Boy games, especially like there's only so many enemy types you run into. This game really throws a lot at you. So pretty cool i this is this is a game that after i played it i was thinking of how you could take this game and modernize it a little bit and actually make a like a really good game out of it yeah like you said a vampire survivors almost yeah it's it's got a loop to it even though it doesn't really like it kind of does um yeah i think you could really benefit from just like even like a 16-bit imagining Cause there's mm-hmm. just like, I think the graphics, like what's on screen, like really hold it back a lot. Um, but yeah, there's something there though. There's definitely like, there's something to it that's different enough, but yeah, like you said, needs a little tweaking. Yep. Like cover the cover art should be better. <laughs> <laughs> so not a whole lot to say about this one. Um, other than like just the unique formatting for the genre, but, you know, the Byron burn scale. What do you think on mercenary force? Oh, this is a solid rent. I think, uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. 
And I think if I had this when I was younger, there, you know, I wasn't, I didn't play Rogue Legacy and all that shit. So I probably wouldn't have had a hankering for that type of progression. Um, so I think this game probably would have gotten that hook into me where it's like, okay, I got a little bit more information of where guys come, you know, and, uh, and, uh, try and get a little bit farther and that, you know, it's not a long game if you can beat it. Right. It's probably half hour if that. I don't even know. I think so. Yeah. I was watching a long play and it was like 33 minutes they tapped out at. So I have to imagine it's five levels roughly. Yep. So, I mean, as if it's kind of that game where you just try and get farther every turn, every, every try. Yeah. Because but you have to, rent. because it's game over, right? Yep. Get good it's all or, rent though. Yeah. I, I would agree. I would put this as a rent. I, I, I had that same thought though, playing that, playing this is, if this had been in my collection as a kid, this was, this is a game I would have 100% beaten at some point. Like no doubt. I would have just like yep. kept at it until I got through it. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't recommend it as a buy, but there's enough interesting stuff here <clears throat> that it is a good pick up and play on occasion sort of game. Perfect for, again, perfect for the platform it's on. It's, it's that type of game where you dump 15 minutes into it and mm-hmm. right, I'm on to something new or I'm putting the thing down and, um, yeah, it's cool. I, you know, and it's inexpensive, um, as far as like quote unquote hidden gems go, I think you can still buy this loose cart under 20 easily so if people want an original easy enough to find easy enough to emulate too so but yeah cool game yeah there's never enough ninja stuff when we were kids <laughs> no well like even like a lot of the famicom stuff that was very japanese and feudal japan and all this stuff it just never came over here you know because it was over it's way too japanese which is so weird cool because the kids one. were just so in love with ninjas back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I think it's time to uh, say goodbye on this episode. But uh, we'd like to hear from you. You can reach us at weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. We got a Twitter account, too. I'm sure you can find us there. Um. Yeah, until next time, be kind, rewind.